Hi, I'm Tim Krolski. When you're in trucking, each day is different and so is every topic. From regulations to technology, from customers to the daily life of a trucker, it's time to hear from the folks on the road and the people off the road who provide support. Will you agree with their thoughts? Find out when you come with me on Garner Trucking's Beyond the Cab. Hello and welcome to another edition of Garner Trucking's Beyond the Cab. Today we're doing something a little bit different, going to try out a different format. We've got a topic today that we're going to discuss and I have actually a couple of differences. Uh, this will be the first time that we actually have a couple of guests on the show today. So I appreciate the time of both Jennifer Mudrich, who is a current driver for us from Lorain, Ohio and started back with Garner in 2019. Hard to believe it's been over a year already. Yes. And also with us, we have Mackenzie Melton, who started back in 2014. You just had an anniversary, didn't you? Yep, six yep. years. That's right. From Finley, Ohio. Uh, Mackenzie actually was a former driver, uh, also a driver trainer for us, as is Jennifer now. Yes. And um, she currently is our recruiter. So we're happy to have both of you. And today's topic is going to be women in trucking. Gosh, you guys should be more excited about that. I felt like, yeah, I thought there was going to be some cheering. Um, I just wanted to get some things started off with, uh, for for our organization right now. We've got a lot of pretty cool things that are happening. Our owner Sherry uh, Garner Brumbaugh is now the 76th chairman for the American Trucking Association, which is incredible for the organization. Incredible for her. Um, she's the second woman in ATA's history to reach uh, that particular trade organization's top leadership post. So it is kind of a landmark event. Um, her female predecessor, I'm sorry, her female predecessor, Barbara Windsor, served as a chair of the ATA in 2010. So it wasn't that long ago. We're only talking about a decade between the first and the second female chair of the ATA. Sherry wants to be and is a role model for women in the trucking industry. And I guess my first question would be to, to the two of you, and I guess we'll start, I'll, I'll start with you, Jennifer. What, uh, who are some of your role models? You know, male, female, doesn't, doesn't really matter. Uh, and, and why? Well, I'm, my role model are males. Um, one is my father. Okay. He has done truck driving in the past. Not on the semi part of it, but, you know, little box trucks for my uncle here and there. And another one would be my uncle. Uh, he had his own truck driving before, well, he passed away now, but he was in it for a lot of years, a lot of years, and he did roll the semis. So whenever I would go over there, because he would do it out of his home. So every time I would go over there, there would be, you know, the trucks, the trailers and everything. And he's always told me that, you know what, Jennifer, this may, may be a male dominant area, but there's nothing that a woman cannot do. Well, we if, certainly agree with that yes, statement. If, if there is something that I had in my mind to, just to do it. And my mom would be my other as well. Okay. All right. If she was the same. Built, built of the same cloth, you're yes. saying? <laughs> okay. All right. Appreciate that. Mackenzie, what about you? Um, I would say for myself and just as a kid growing up, um, one of my largest role models was actually a group of gals called the Spice Girls. <laughs> um, they really, I looked up to the Spice Girls as a, as a kid because 
they taught me it's okay to be scary. It's okay to be sporty. And it's also okay to not be able to run in those heels. So you got the girl power. Is that what happened? Girl power, yes. (laughs) It was actually a big transition. I actually had some conversation just a few weeks back. We have a good good couple of good friends of ours that uh, we get together uh, pretty regularly. And when we first kind of got together as a, a couple of couples, um, and and uh, uh, my buddy's wife was ready to celebrate the, the latest birthday. I don't remember what that was now. It was probably 20 years ago at this point. Uh, but that it was what we bought her for her for her birthday was a Spice Girls um, cassette at that time. So that's some serious old school there. That's perfect. <laughs> so Chris Beer, our president uh, of the American Trucking Association, Association mentioned uh, in transport topics that it would be refreshing to have another woman lead the association. He continued by saying, we spent a lot of time in 2020 talking about diversity and not just for people of color, but let's talk about gender as well, about having more women in our workforce in the first place. Um, and that is certainly true. We had uh, uh, committee meetings for, for the ATA here just within this last week. Uh, they've put together a diversity tax force, which is outstanding, and actually a diversity committee. Um, what do you believe uh, are the reasons, though, for the, for the evolution to the ATA chairmanship? Mackenzie, I guess I'll start with you on that. Um, I, I think when it comes to Sherry, she's willing to go for it. And I think a lot of women kind of hold that imposter syndrome where they just maybe don't feel quite good enough or experienced enough to, to go for something that big. Well, I mean, Why do you think that is? That's an interesting perspective. I just... I don't know why, but more women, especially in a male-dominated industry, are likely to not feel good enough to go for something like that Mm. and to not feel like they would have enough input or um, just skills to, to give to an organization like that. And that's one thing I'm... I'm very proud of Sherry for just going for it, you know, just saying Getting the I'm, job done. I'm good enough to be here. Yeah. A lot of women don't feel good enough or experienced enough or, or like they would have enough to offer. Yeah. I feel. That's and, and I don't know why, why that, why women are like that, you know, but I'm guilty of that myself, that imposter syndrome. Huh. Jennifer, what do you think? I agree with Mackenzie. Okay. I do. Um, maybe it is because it is prominently a male base. So maybe we feel like we're kind of looked at, like Mackenzie said, not good enough. Mm-hmm. But for Sherry to be able to just not even worry about that, and like Mackenzie said, and just go for it, that that is a beautiful thing. Well, I think what's interesting, especially when we talk about women in trucking in the first place, the, the job of driving a tractor trailer itself is all about the qualifications. It's all about the, the patience and the knowledge and paying attention and um, uh, kind of the, the ethical way that you either choose to operate the truck or not operate the truck, right? I mean, at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter if you're male or female, if you're black, white, whatever the case may be. 
there's really no standard there other than you're either a good driver or you're a bad driver, right? Absolutely. So when you when, when you look at that particular segment of our, our industry, that's one thing. But then you have this other segment of the industry where you're talking about kind of that uh, business person's world where um, you've, you've got to climb rungs to a ladder like all of us have to. Uh, and it, it, it does kind of present an interesting situation in that there's, you just don't have that female presence the way, quite frankly, it should be there. You know, it's, there's a lot of challenges and a lot of different things that, that kind of roll through as you, as you get into the trucking industry or really, frankly, any industry. But I guess what barriers in trucking have kept women from holding these types of positions sooner, in, in your opinion? Jennifer, we'll start with you. Honestly, in my opinion, it is our own heads. Mm-hmm. Us being in our own heads. Feeling okay. like, like, well, what, what Mackenzie was touching with before. You know, like, we don't feel like we're good enough. Mm-hmm. But if we get our, you know, get that out of our own head and realize that we do possess these skills and we can do this, then I there's nothing to stop us after that. We well, just go. I, I think, you know, in any, any relationship... Um, you have for a successful relationship you have to have two parts right you have to have this person that looks and views things this way you have to have the other person that looks and views things a little differently there's got to be some commonality which is what would put you i guess for example in trucking in the first place but at the same time you have to be able to have some yin and yang to that too right that's what makes a successful relationship a a successful marriage is kind of the checks and balances of that world so Mackenzie, what would you you say that those barriers are um are they related to the yin and yang of that at all um or is it is it just in 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 your head type thing not yours specifically but i just it just takes me every time i i hear this question it takes me straight to the imposter syndrome that a lot of women i think deal with um I'm sure there have been many qualified women to hold this position. I And I don't know that they've just decided to go for it. Um, maybe just feeling not good enough, I would I, say. I know I would probably disagree with uh, with that. I, I, um, I went to a presentation a few years back. It's probably been three or four years ago now at the uh, University of Georgia. And... The individual that was holding one of the lectures was his title was a demographer. And basically what his job function was is predictions on what's going to happen with the demographics of folks in our country. In the United States, he does it for the world, in fact, as well. But there were a couple of things that really stood out very quickly in terms of the diversity of our industry. And as he looked around the room and started his presentation, he said that this this piece is going to be about demographics it's going to be about diversity and he pointed his finger out and says I can tell you all in this room right now your industry is in trouble just based on the people that were in the room because there were so few of a uh, different color uh, so few females that were present it was pretty much a white male dominated industry so those types of things really give you pause and really realize it makes you realize as a as a as a leader for any organization okay we've got to get our stuff together fortunately for us at garner i don't think we necessarily have that issue would you say i mean we we certainly could stand to hire plenty more females um 
but I think that we've, and probably through leadership, we've realized that, okay, there's some real value to have that, having those females in the workforce, both behind the wheel of the truck and here in the office, doing the things that need to get done as well. Because again, it brings me back to that yin and yang. Um, Mackenzie and I definitely have, have sparred over the years in terms of, she looks at it this way, I look at it this way, and I, that's what I want. That's what you want. And if the shoe were on the other foot, from a management perspective, I would want that same thing. I want to be challenged. I want to have those conversations because it's going to better the organization. And I think that in any diversity situation, that's one thing that comes to the forefront. So it's pretty impressive. Um, Women in Trucking, nonprofit organization. We are a part of them. Garner Trucking is a part of that. They encourage uh, the trucking industry to hire females. The association does provide several resources for women. They hold annual conferences. They define the best uh, companies to work for uh, if you are a female. They also give a platform to celebrate success and define the roadblocks that women in trucking can have. Some of these barriers to entry or continued success might be flexibility to work schedules and compensation. Uh, Jennifer, in your opinion, what are the other barriers beyond compensation and work schedule flexibility that you might find as a woman? Honestly, I don't feel other than that that there is any real barriers. Okay. What about about things like uh, caregiving? And I know we have a unique situation that um, uh, your husband, uh, Mackenzie, has been at home and, and raising kids, and you've been able to get in the workforce because of that. And that's not an uncommon situation. Certainly there's no nothing wrong with that at all. But I definitely see that as a, a barrier, and that does have to do with that work schedule flexibility sometimes when you get into a, maybe a single mother situation or even a you know a married family there still are those demands someone still has to take the kids to the doctor when that when those things come up um definitely family support at home is is one of the the biggest challenges i think for finding that way and, to remove that barrier women and even men coming into the industry having that family support at home so you can be gone I mean that's a that's a huge barrier Um, but I think for me coming into the industry being a smaller female I'm not very strong Um, a big thing for me was just am I physically strong enough to do this job to to drive truck will will there be any Um, physical loading or unloading or heavy lifting that I would need to do Um, and I I really think with the the newer technology has made things easier for women as far as like the air slide tandems and that's good um, the the um, kingpin release inside the truck now things are um, not as strenuous physically I, I believe to where you know some of those barriers are are being removed right right through improvement through yeah improvement overall and maybe so do you believe maybe the catalyst for some of that is because more females are in, entering the industry or is that a, a work comp situation what do you think some of the contributions are there um could be a work comp thing mm-hmm. um, it's just the just the general improvements though in in what's available 
as right. far as for smaller people or people that just aren't as strong. Right, right. Well, it's I know just, that gracefulness has probably never been a strong suit for me. And um, this last uh, batch of trailers that we purchased, having the little step ladder on the back side of that thing so you can climb into the trailer, man, what a game changer. And it seems like such a dumb little thing that should have been done. You know, they should have built trailers that way from, from the get-go, <laughs> yeah. you know, because trying to climb up inside of those things, it can be kind of a dangerous situation. So I agree. I, th I think that technology has come a long way. It does help um, kind of remove some barriers for females. If you're you're talking about pulling that fifth wheel, sliding mm -hmm. tandems, those are two pretty brutal things. And, and um, uh, I know a lot of people have popped shoulders and done damage, you know, trying to trying to do the, you know, the day to day of the job. Since we have both a female driver and female staff uh, present with us today, what can the trucking industry do to attract more female professionals, both drivers and executives? Where, do, where are we missing the boat today? Jennifer, I'll let you start. I was going to say, I can answer this one. Um, maybe more opportunities shown to women, like maybe, you know how they have JVS, and you know they have like um, specific programs? Yes. You know, like maybe, you know, have a program in school mm -hmm. to let, you know. So you're talking younger? You're talking uh, in high school, that yes, sort of thing? Yes, yes. Start them out young. Show yep. them, you know, show them what it's like out here. Yeah. You know. That's a great, great thought. I think that would, you know, that would be a really good key. I think that, uh, you know, as an organization, it's one of the things that I identified a few years back that we just need to do better. Um, we, we, as an industry, have complained a long time about the fact that we can't attract new people into the industry unless there's some sort of economic tragedy that's taken place and someone's, you know, lost their job and so now they're looking for another career that has some security to it. And I think part of the downfall is because of exactly what you're saying. We don't attract that 17, 18, 19-year-old to at least consider trucking as a career because there are barriers to entry. Right. You know, not even if you're female or, or male, there's just flat out some barriers to entry. And so what we have to do is a better job of getting those individuals attracted to the industry as a career path. Um, I know for me, and I may have shared this story before, I went to a truck driving school out uh, out in Medina, Ohio, and um, it was a great program, but in about a week's time, I got a real opportunity to see, okay, there's more than just life beyond, uh, there, there's more than just truck driving. There's a whole entire facet of things going on there. And so very early on, I decided, okay, this is my starting point, and I have a path that I'd like to, I'd like to take, which in fact did include recruiting. Uh, as kind of a means to 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 get into an office environment and understand um, what the trucking industry actually looks like from a business standpoint, and um, then there are those out there that don't want to be held down to you know the kind of the norm. They want you know that variety, that spice of life, which is what makes trucking so great in the first place. I think the bill of sale that you know you be your own boss and all those types of things might be a little bit over the top, but at the end of the day, male or female, you can kind of get out there and do things by your own rhythm and 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 be comfortable with that and enjoy that lifestyle as well. So there are those opportunities are there, Mackenzie. How would you say we can draw more folks uh, of the female persuasion into into trucking? Um, I think the industry is attractive. 
as is. Um, and I think where we do lack, though, is that not really being able to to invite those 18, 19, 20-year-olds into the industry to to be regional drivers you know they're they're pretty limited in what they what they can do um because people graduate high school and and they go do something right you know they're they're not generally just hanging out waiting they're making plans right they're making plans and um to be able to invite them into the industry at 18 would be would be ideal. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Can you share, uh, and Jennifer, I'd like to start with you on this one, your, your positive and negative experiences uh, in trucking, or, you know, I, it could even be in, in the workforce in general. You have any positive or negative stories that really have kind of framed out being a female in trucking? Well, I'll start off with a positive. I always like to go to positive and then negative and then maybe another positive. To... Like an Oreo cookie, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, positive, being a female, there are the other, you know, male and female truck drivers out there who might see you struggling a little bit, but they are willing to help you out. That's awesome. Like, I've, I've had people, like, one night I was so tired from driving that I was having a hard time backing into a spot to park for the night. The driver that was parked next to me saw me struggling and actually got out to help guide me in, you know, so that, that was, that was That's tremendously helpful in yes, the middle of the night. Yes. Any of you have backed a truck in the middle of the night into a truck stop, you know exactly what we're talking and about. And after a 14 hour work. Yes. Exactly. It's it kind of rough. Exactly. <laughs> so that's a positive. Um, negative. I have gotten out of my truck and some, some men still will look at me kind of, you know, with that funny, a funny eye, like, what are, what are you doing in there, you know? <laughs> and I'm like... So you get a sense of that yeah, without yeah. any verbal? Yes, without... They don't even have to say a word. But intact with that, with another positive, is I might get them looks, but there are the other men drivers that are out there that kind of just take that away for me. Right. Like, they'll look at me with the that a girl kind of look, like, you know... Glad to have you out here with us. That's awesome. So That's awesome. I will share with you that um, I think as a general statement, we maintain and, and have really, really pretty good equipment out there. And um, I had a, a situation one night. It was the middle of the night, and I'm talking 1, 2 o'clock in the morning. I had picked up a trailer, and I was roughly 20 miles outside of where I had picked it up. I'm in the middle of the country. And at that time, you really still used CBs for communication. And I had a driver um, holler at me from behind, um, letting me know that my taillights weren't working. And they were when I left. So I pulled the truck over and trying to figure things out. And, of course, I'm still really new, very green at this point. I'm talking maybe two months into my, my trucking career. And I'll never forget this as long as I live. I stopped off, like I said, checked things out. I'm like, I'm not sure what to do. And I'm getting ready to make a phone call to the shop to see, okay, what am I missing here? What am I forgetting? And another truck driver pulls up behind me. And again, this is like 1, 2 in the morning. I'm not talking, you know, middle of the day. And it was a female driver. 
that had stopped off and gave me a couple of hints and tips and suggestions. And sure enough, she was right. It was just as simple as a fuse that had burned out. So, you know, she helped me find the panel box because I had, didn't have any idea where that thing was and uh, got me repaired and, and moved on the way. You know, no big deal. But two things stand out about that. Number one, again, female in the middle of the night, you're taking what could be some risk. And we're talking 23, 24 years ago at this point. So it's a little while back. I think we've progressed a little bit since then. But um, that's just one of those pieces that, you know, one will stay with me for that reason, just from the safety aspect. And two, just the helpfulness out on the road. We're all out there together. It doesn't matter whether you're male or female. So um, that experience is experienced nonetheless. Mackenzie, what would you say? Positive, negative experiences? Um, really um, moving from a driver to the recruiting side of things or into an office setting was a huge transition. I'm sure. Um, I mean, just huge, just a, a 180, you know, it was just going from being alone out there on the road. And then now all of a sudden I have coworkers. Right. Um, it, it was a, a positive and a negative in a sense, cause I was used to that alone time. Um, but I think being in the office side of things, a definite positive, just something that I've absolutely loved it, in recruiting especially, is seeing the different types of people that decide to become a truck driver. Um, people who have been previous preschool teachers to um, math professors, management at, you know, huge grocery ch chains, um, people like myself that came from factory work. That's one of my um, favorite things. You know, about the it's industry. just it's 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 one of my absolute favorite things about this entire industry is it really doesn't matter where you where you came from. You know, if you want to be in this industry, you're welcome. Yeah. Just join. Yep. You know, just sign up. You know, it, it's just a huge melting pot i guess you could say from from all different worlds that's one of my favorite things um a negative though i would say um coming into recruiting i really didn't realize the work ethic of people until i came into recruiting for for some reason i was naive to believe that everybody wanted to work and everybody wanted to work hard. Um, that's not the case. That's just not the case. And I didn't know that, I guess. That's I, interesting. I, I really thought people, I've learned a lot about people. We'll just say that, <laughs> being in recruiting. I've learned a lot about people, um, which has made me, you know, wiser, I guess you could say. Sure. But um, those are my positives and negatives. I can appreciate that. I think I'd probably be a little remiss if we didn't at least pay some attention to kind of our current state of affairs. Um, of course, uh, back uh, earlier this year with COVID um, coming to pass, um, fortunately for us, trucking's been pretty essential. And uh, it's been uh, actually a pretty good ride from the state of the economy and the needs and the demands. And it's given trucking uh, an opportunity to really show what heroes we do have in the industry. Um, all of that said, COVID has changed the landscape for many other businesses. Um, unemployment's increased significantly. 
which, you know, by thoughts, you know, could present either a positive or negative effect on things. But I was reading a recent study by McKinsey and company um, talking about women that have been deeply affected due to the furloughs and the layoffs that have happened. Uh, the study states that one in four females are now eva evaluating slowing down or leaving the workforce altogether. This potential could deprive the workforce of about two million women. Um, and while I think to some degree that's going to affect some forms of trucking, maybe not so much as other industries, but um, what do you folks see as, you know, the current results of employment due to COVID? Uh, what, what kind of effect is that going to have on the future of women in the workplace? And maybe more importantly, maybe the bigger question here is, is what do you believe are the long-term impacts of business if, if women start to exit the workforce? Jennifer, let's start with you on that. Do you feel you feel like that impact will have uh, that shortage will either create opportunity for females in trucking, uh, subtract from it? Too hard to say. Too early to say. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe it might add because you know we are essential workers. Yeah. So maybe being an essential worker, it will attract more females to come our way. Mm-hmm. But. I was thinking about the airlines, quite frankly. I, you know, there's about 10,000 individuals that have been laid off or furloughed in some way, shape, or form from, from the airline industry. I have to believe that there's a good segment just from flying that says that, okay, a lot, there's a lot of females that are, that are in that industry. And while you're on the ground, that travel still remains. You are away from home, and I'm sure that they have some schedules and things that they can keep normally. But there's a segment there that, to me, maybe there's an opportunity for us as as uh, um, uh, trucking uh, trucking managers. We can tap into that a little bit and, and see if there's some opportunity there. So that, to me, that might be a positive with us in, in terms of the COVID situation. Mackenzie, what are your thoughts? Um, I don't, I don't believe it will affect the workforce that deeply i mean to think that two million women would leave the workforce altogether i think would probably be temporary mm -hmm. because women for the most part especially women in this industry enjoy independence yeah we like money yeah. we're yes. rebels yeah. rebels without a cause and um or maybe if, all the causes. Yeah, yes. all the causes. <laughs> Could be all the causes. Um, but I, I, I would say women leaving the workforce is probably a temporary thing. And this year especially, you know, could be just because we're, we're tired. You know, COVID has just mentally drained a, a lot of people. Absolutely. Male and female Absolutely. this whole year. Some of us are just tired. It might just be a temporary, you know, I'm leaving the workforce. I'm taking a step back. I'm going to reassess, you know, what I want to do and and then get back in the game. But I don't see it being something that would be permanent, yeah. I guess. Um, I, well, I will tell you that study that I mentioned, um, one of the things that I thought was interesting is there was a VP for, for a company, and um, she had – she was leading about 200 people on the onset of, of COVID and trying to figure out, okay, now how, one, do I keep all of these folks safe as they're trying to do their jobs? Number two, how do I get laptops so these folks can work from home? And 
you compile that then with the stresses of now you're at home too. For a lot of different industries, that's what's happened. A lot of people are working from home. And now there's this line that's been blurred between work and home that I know that I appreciate coming to work every day and being in an office environment with a different group of people and and growing and learning through that just as much as I appreciate coming home every day and seeing my wife and my kids and, and doing the things that I enjoy doing. But those are two separate worlds, right? Anyone who's living that life, you've got two separate lives, basically. So now what's happening is, is these two worlds are melding together. So this particular female had said at this point, you know, we're six months later, maybe I don't want to lead anymore. Maybe it's just too stressful and I don't want to deal with it. And that, the same thing could be happening to a male, but um, it was an illustration of, the, of that particular conversation about trucking, or I'm sorry, about females in, in the workforce. Um, I think what's also interesting is, is that there is a unique perspective from a female's point of view. Um, research does show that women are well representative at an executive level. Um, companies are 50% more likely to outperform their peers with those individuals in, in position. Women have a meaningful impact on the company culture. They improve company policies to make them a bit more employee-friendly. Um, support equality within the workforce and are more likely to mentor other women as as they are entering the workforce. And I think all of these things are definitely true within our organization. I've seen that growth and that change. It's kind of been a nice byproduct of, of being with a company for as long as I have been. But for the two of you, what would you say are, are the unique perspectives, those unique skill sets that being a woman actually brings to the trucking industry? And again, I'm going to start with you, Jennifer. Well, unique skills, you know, it's just a woman's mindset is really different from a male's. I'm sure everyone, I agree. you agree. know, we, we all know In a that. positive way. Yes. In a positive way. Um, there's things that I would say, like, we think outside of the box okay. sometimes. And I believe that that is a skill in itself, honestly, because a lot of people will just take... A comment or something somebody said and just leave it at that mm-hmm. where a female will sit and really think about what was said and what we can do to help change how people feel not saying that men men won't or don't right, right. but I just feel like a, a woman as a woman we we do tend to think outside the box and I don't know maybe it's called what men always say we overthink <laughs> we overthink things <laughs> and sometimes that is a that is a plus mm-hmm. well I think I, I think with any situation um, and you know we were talking about some of these dynamics a little bit earlier on in the in the conversation but I think that yin and yang again comes yes. into place it's this different perspective that happens that um, men, not that we're not capable of, but there's another way. There's another way of looking at things. You know, again, some of the things we were just pointing out, you know, making things a bit more employee friendly, you know, toning things down a little bit. I think, quite frankly, Mackenzie, I think that's one of the things that you bring to the organization is this, but can't we do it a different way? That's the question that, you you know, whether you, it comes out of your mouth vo- vocally or not, there's there's a look there that says, couldn't we do this a little differently? Is there a different way we might be able to do yeah, this? Yeah, couldn't we think about this a little differently? And I think that's really an important step 
in, in making a better workplace, a work environment for, for everyone, not just for, for females, but for all yes. of us. Because there is more to consider sometimes with some of these decisions. And I think men, um, while we can be open-minded about things, we want to solve the problem. We're just going to solve that. Yes. Men can be very cut and dry. Right, right, absolutely <laughs> um, right. Whereas I do think women bring an emotional intelligence to mm-hmm. the work to I the totally workplace. I totally agree with that. Um, and like for myself, uh, one thing I enjoy about me, not to brag or anything, um, <laughs> is just. I try to always see something from someone else's point of view. Yeah. If if we stop putting our ourself in someone else's shoes, we're gonna be cut and dry. Yeah. Um, yep. You know, and just that emotional intelligence. I think women bring um, some positivity and optimism too. Or at sure. least I feel like that. I feel like that's my good quality. <laughs> well, and I would I absolutely agree with that. And I, I will tell you that if there's one thing that I admire most about my wife is exactly what you're saying is that emotional intelligence that somehow I, I, I can tap into it from time to time. But she it's no effort. It's absolutely no effort for her to just key in. And did you think about it this way? But is this really what you think? Is this, you know, and and the, those types of things are so important. And I, quite frankly, I've told her a thousand times, I wish I had better emotional intelligence because that's key. That's key when you're dealing with people. If you're in any sort of management position, that may be one of the most important things. The people are the ones that drive and move in, indust- in, in industry forward. Regardless, again, male, female, doesn't really matter. They're the most important part of any industry. So you've got to be able to key in and touch into that. It's a... Uh, um, Absolutely true. Absolutely true. So what does it take to be a woman of influence in the trucking industry? Jennifer, what do you think? Hard work and dedication. Okay. Number one and number two. (laughs) Okay. Mackenzie, Um, what do you think? I would agree with Jennifer, and I would also say experience. Because whether you have a month of experience, 20 years of experience, there's always going to be someone newer than you that you can help coach uh, and influence just with a day of experience you know? don't you feel like you learn something new from new people too oh absolutely i mean there's always something to to, to pick up on there i think absolutely yes. absolutely i feel like i learn something new every day mm-hmm. so your experiences in training at this point have you kind of gleaned some new things different perspective from from maybe what you had a year ago when you started Actually, yes, I have. Well, what yes, would you I say? Have. What would you say is kind of the the standout thing, the epiphany moment for you? You know how everyone always has their routines, and I've noticed that I have my routine. But watching somebody else do it, that I'm like, well, you know what? That seems like a better better to do it that way than the way I've been doing. That it. makes more yes, sense yeah. than yeah. what I I've been that. doing. Exactly. So I I'm like, well, that. wait a minute. <laughs> Well, how come I didn't think of that? <laughs> I, I shared this story several times and probably with many people over the years, but there was a gentleman that used to work for us years ago, and I would consider maybe not the sharpest tool in the shed. And I, not, I don't mean that offensively, but he you know, he kind of had his own way and his own situation. 
So um, one day I went out to help him with something. I can't remember maybe uh, an issue with our you know communications unit or something in the truck. I don't remember what. But I got up into the cab of the truck, sat in the passenger seat, and there's all this writing down in the bottom corner of the windshield on, on the driver's side. And I'm thinking, what is that? What are you doing? So I asked, you know, what are you doing? And um, he explained it to me very simply. And one of the most genius things I had ever seen, he was taking black Expo markers and writing the directions for the customer that he was going to on the windshield so he wouldn't have to take his eyes off the road. And I thought, this is brilliant. Why didn't I think of that when I was driving? You know, you could write it down instead of trying to read off of, at that time, a piece of paper. That's great. That is. That's That's a really good idea. Let thanks me for, let me write that down. Right, I was gonna say thanks for letting me in on that little <laughs> trick. Yeah, I really, I just really like the thought process behind it. But it's those types of things, to your point, Jennifer, that you wouldn't have thought of that on your own. You know, maybe you would have thought of that, but you know, it's those pieces that uh, other people bring to the table. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. And not that I'm encouraging encouraging filling up your windshield with a bunch of writing, but what what this guy tried to do was just put it small and in the corner, so it was there, it was available, and he could follow that step by step, and it. Gave him some solace and some peace of mind. We all know that when you're coming into a new place, how difficult and yes. scary that can be for, for a truck driver because obviously the size and weight of the vehicles that we're hauling, um, it can get a little sketchy. <laughs> um, so in your opinion, though, these, these qualities, these things that we're talking about, emotional intelligence and that, that work aptitude, do you think that these are the same qualities and that, that both men and females should possess? Or is, is it the, like I've been illustrating, this yin and yang of it all that, that makes that work? I think we'd all love to possess all of the skills and yeah. all of the intelligence levels. And, um, but it's, it's just, it's not a reality. Yes. It, it takes several people, you know, with, with different ideas, different, different thoughts. I agree. Um, you know, coming together as one. Because, I mean, if, if one person could possess all of that, they would just be the superhuman, right? you know, yeah. and it's just, it's not a reality. That's great. But, you know, if we're all just looking to be accepting of, of different ideas. And I, I think, especially as a woman, sometimes I get kind of caught in my own ways and I'm just stuck here. And I have to remind myself to be accepting of of new ways to do things yeah. and and of others' ideas as well. That comes in those moments of reflection that you have. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. for sure. I know that uh, driving the truck that was always a big a big time for me to be able to come to some better conclusions about things and situations and people because you have the time to really kind of peel that onion back and think about it a little bit and look at look at all the things. You know, and line them up. And I, th- mm-hmm. I think that is pretty helpful. I know the other side of that, and to your point, Mackenzie, I had uh, a mentor, uh, I would consider a mentor, um, several years back. And one of the things that he taught me very early on was that if your watch is broken, you don't have to know how to fix the watch. You just have to know someone who does know how to fix the watch. Mm-hmm. And then you hire that person to do the job. And that, I think, translates very well to the business world. You don't have to know everything about everybody and every, you know, every skill set. You don't have to possess it. You should strive for those things. Absolutely. You know, just in terms of personal growth, but you don't need it 
You don't need to be across the board. You hire those individuals that have those skills and and do a good job with it. Especially in the workforce. I mean, you're a part of a team. You're going to bring... Exactly. You're going to bring your contribution and mold that with with everyone else's. And together you become the super team or the superhuman. I was going to say, together... Together you will as a team yes. unit. Yeah, it takes it takes all of the cogs in the wheel to get that yes. wheel to move, and that's that's certainly very well said. Well, we're going to do one last question today. I think probably the biggest question of the whole uh, the whole conversation. What advice do you give females looking to enter into the trucking industry? Mackenzie, we'll start with you. The number one piece of advice that I would give to any woman looking to enter this industry would be just more of a reminder that you are good enough you're good enough to be here and it's it's actually a reminder i had to to tell myself all through training and you know my first six months as a solo driver i was like i'm you're good enough to be here you know you keep going you can do this um because I think with the male-dominated industry, women can be a little more timid to, to join. And just be patient with yourself. Your skills and your experience will come every day. Yeah, they develop with time. Yeah, every Absolutely. day you will learn something new and and you'll, you'll surprise yourself for sure. Absolutely. Jennifer, you get the closing remarks today. Ooh. <laughs> I'm going to say... Don't be intimidated. Mm -hmm. A lot of women are very intimidated just by the trucks themselves and go back to their mindsets as well. Don't be intimidated at all. If I can do it, you can do it. I've often said that very same, very same thing. (laughs) It's absolutely true. It is true though. And you, you, you possess the skills. You need to realize that you possess any skill that you set your mind to. Well, ladies, I would like to thank both of you for helping me kick off uh, kind of a new format for Beyond the Cab, and I appreciate your time and your input today. Thank you both for, for taking that time to, to be with me, spend a little bit of time. We appreciate the insight. And thank you for joining in on another episode of Garner Trucking's Beyond the Cab. Beyond the Cab.